Wake Up War Chant, fueled by DeLuna Coffee. Come explore our world of coffee. Established in 2014, DeLuna Coffee is owned and operated by Ed, Courtney, and Brett Lemmix. Lifelong FSU fans and Seminole boosters, Ed, class of 79, and son, Brett, class of 2009, along with Miss Courtney, can regularly be found tailgating near the Unconquered statue. Wake up with their breakfast blend called Five Flags, named after the five flags of their city, Pensacola. Higher caffeine because of the light roast, it is their unique blend of Mexican, Colombian, and Ethiopian Yurgachev beans. Use the promo code WARCHANT15 for a 15% discount. Visit DeLunaCoffee.com and check out their Facebook and Instagram. From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One ball, corner pocket. Now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunchavandy and Corey Clark. Well, hello there. Look at these two bespeckled gentlemen on your screen. You're listening to them as well for your Friday podcast. It is Wake Up Board Champ presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. CPTallyBar.com is the website. Coming up on today's show, whatever the people on YouTube want to talk about, Corey and I will talk about. Corey chomping at the bit to get to the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill because it's a Thursday night as we record this or broadcast live for some folks. And it's bingo night. You got your dauber? What color dauber do you go with, Corey? Garnet? Gold? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't partake in bingo maybe as much as I should. It looks like a lot of fun. I haven't done it. I don't think I've done it once this whole football season, Aslan. I'll be honest with you. So I'm probably gonna not. I'm gonna probably skip out tonight. Um, but I don't care. It's still a lot of fun. Somebody's gonna be out there winning 250 bones every time. Every four rounds, there's another 250 bones given out. Awesome. Well, we are live. I'll be at Corner Pocket tomorrow night. Or sorry, if you're listening to the podcast, I'll be at Corner Pocket tonight for the uh, happy hour with Jeff Cameron from five, starting at 5.30. So get there. That's right. Happy hour, 5.30. Jeff Cameron, Corey Clark, live over at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, talking shop, shaking hands, not kissing babies. Absolutely. Uh, we, you though. bring a baby to Corner Pocket. Wait, what's that supposed to mean? It's uh, Everybody's welcome at the Corner Pocket. I just, I like more of an adult feel, Aslan. You're right. You're right. But still, I don't want babies there. I want, uh, you know, I want, I want adults. I want adult time. If you and Stephanie got married tomorrow, would you have one of those no kids allowed weddings? Yes. Oh, 100%. Especially people. Especially this part of my relationship, like this part of my life. My kid is a teenager. Like, yeah, teenagers are allowed. There's no, nobody that's in elementary school or younger would be allowed. We're trying to have fun. Why would they ruin it for you? Like, what? Because they were going to get hammered? Like, what? I mean, at the same token, it's like, all right, this point in your life, you need to get like three sheets of the wind at your wedding. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Second wedding, buddy. Second wedding. You You need to be drunk. All right, well, stay awake as best as you can on Wake Up War Channel. We are live, so we're presented also by our good friends over at DeLuna Coffee, delunacoffee.com. I should have made a cup of hot cocoa. I want to ask you a personal question here in a second, Corey, but go to delunacoffee.com. Use the promo code WARCHANT. As usual, we suggest going to the top of the screen where it says shop, tapping on that, hitting merch, and ooh, ooh, look at that little bit of a read. Oh, where'd my screen go? I just lost my entire screen. Um, a little bit of a redesign. Maybe the okay. bundles are not there. But the tumbler is there. Look at those bad boys. Look at that thing. It's like just from the heavens. Yeah. Check them out. DeLunacoffee.com. They are a Florida State family through and through. Alums, boosters, collectives. Good people. And the fam. They're awesome people. What do you have your thermostat set to during the winter, Corey, at your house? That's my personal question. 
Uh, down here in Tallahassee, it's at uh, 72, 71. Ooh. Sometimes I put it on cool. Like last night, I had it on cool. It felt a little too warm. Now, in Atlanta, I have a bigger roof. Like my ceiling is like 20 feet. Yeah. So um, it's a, what, I, what I like to call a vaulted ceiling. Yes. So I'll cathedral, put my... Some say, cathedral. I'll, there you go. Uh, and, it, and it feels like a cathedral. It'll be, it'll be a, I'm sure it'll be a monument one day once Brady does something incredible. This is where he grew up. But um, so I set my heat at like 72 down below because it gets cold in Atlanta, like 30 degrees, 20 degrees. It never gets above 67 because all the heat rises to the top. Mm. So I don't even have my heat on up top because I have two, I have two units. I don't even have my heater on up top, but down below I have it set at 72 and it never gives above 66 upstairs. It's 82 and I can't figure it out gang. So if any of you guys know how to fix that, please let me know because I have to put it on my AC. I have to put on the AC in Atlanta at night when it's 30 degrees outside. Otherwise we get burned out of the house because it's 82 degrees. So oh. it's fun. Good times. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Is the show over. No, almost. We, oh. we got 20 minutes left. Thanks for being here, everybody. Okay. Uh, that was really good. I, I didn't want you, you didn't have to go that far and stretch it, but you did a really good job. I'm trying to pull up the tweet, uh, but we, I, I saw it come across the news feed, if you will, after we'd recorded the show for uh, Thursday's listeners. Uh, but Fabian Lovett apparently has also accepted an invite to the yep. senior bowl. Yep. So I guess we can go ahead and safely assume that that means he, he and Jamie will probably not be part of. Not probably they're not going to be part of plans next year, right? Who goes to the senior bowl and comes back? Well, no, I mean, accepting an invitation and then deciding three weeks later, never mind. Okay. Um, that's not unheard of, but yes, it would, it would lead you to believe that they're planning on, you know, uh, the Friday night after Thanksgiving being their last regular season college football game. Should we not worry about that stuff? Cause we're just living in the moment here week to week on wake up war chant, Florida state fans. I mean, were you really thinking they were coming back? Like, I don't think that's a stunner. Now, if Jordan Travis accepts an invite, or somehow Johnny Wilson, then uh, that's more to talk about. I just think most people probably assumed um, that neither one would be. I mean, I think a lot of us were surprised Fabian was even back this year. So I think most of us assumed he'd probably not be back in 2023. And Jamie Robinson, what else does he have to prove? He's been their best secondary player for two years. He's not going to get. He's not going to get any taller by next year go ahead and uh go go ahead and go if you can see with that though if you're jordan and you know the knock would be and i, I don't I, the word knock is almost too strong but if the if the minus on your your scouting report is size arm strength then like why would you come back you're not gonna you can't grow any bigger i don't, I don't really know if you can make your arm any stronger either well Just you also you're not happen. because you can get paid and you can be a you can be a somebody that matters in, in football again for one more year. I mean, that's the difference. These guys are probably going to make a roster almost certainly, and they're definitely going to be drafted. Jordan Travis isn't that. So that I think that's the difference. I mean, what's Fabian Lovett gonna what do they what's he want in NIL money? What's the starting safety want? It's gotta be a third of what the starting quarterback wants, because the starting quarterback's more important. So I just think again, like we've like we've talked about. He's guaranteed of probably making somewhere in the neighborhood of a million dollars if he comes back to school, at least. And he's never going to be—he's never going to be guaranteed of that kind of money again. Doug wonders if Jordan does not come back. I hope he does, but do we go with intake we trust, or do we find someone in the transfer portal? 
that would really help out, right? If, if Tate played as good in these games, these limited action slivers that everybody sees as he does in practice, that would help because no one believes in him outside these these four walls or these two boxes. Well, I don't even know if you'd put me in that box. Oh, um, you're selling your Tate stock, man. You were stocking up on Tate. Well, man. no, because I, he became a viable backup, which he is. I mean, nobody has a great backup quarterback. You never want your backup quarterback to play. But is he good enough to be lead this team? Spencer Rattler was their starter last year. Caleb Williams is their backup. Well, and then you saw what happened there. Yeah, I think they 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 played that wrong there the first half of the season. Um, look, man, I, I don't know. Uh, I I would they have to go to the portal. They if Jay Tra Jay, Jordan Travis, I don't call him Jay Trav. Sorry, yeah, Doug. No. I call him Jordan. If Jordan leaves, um, yes, they have to go to the portal. Whether it's to get somebody that's going to start right away or just for depth purposes. You can't go into next season with just Duffy and Rodemaker, and there's no high school kid coming in apparently. So, um, because that's just Florida State does. Florida State just doesn't like to bring in high school quarterbacks. It's just kind of their thing now. Um, so, with that, with that known, yes, you have to go to the portal. Now, the question is, who are you going to get? Like, I, I don't think Rodemaker's leaving, but are you going to get somebody that? Because it's so much more wide open than it was last year for a potential portal quarterback. There, there is not a. There would not be a returning starter coming back. There's not somebody that you feel like, oh, man, can I beat him out? It's three years in the system. Rodemaker's thrown 12 meaningful passes this season. There's nothing on tape, save for one half against Louisville, where you're worried at all. You come in and you can win the job, and you know it's going to be a fair fight. So, Well said. Also, shout out to Ed, the godfather, uh, the Luna Coffee. I, I hit the wrong button. I went to merch. Come on, Aslan. Yeah, I did shop merch. If you go shop gifts. The tumbler's still there. The bundle is still there. Either hot cocoa, coffee, pick your poison. Can't I apologize, Ed. Aslan, but Aslan does really well with these things. I'm telling you what. He's not going to be perfect. Come on. But the, he does He does pretty well. He wasn't angry. He was just, you know, pointing it out. So shout out. But to no, I, I don't I don't trust Rodemaker. I, I would not. If Jordan Travis leaves, I'm not going into next season like, hey, no worries. You got Tate Rodemaker. I mean, it's 12 passes. It's such a small sample size. There's no way you're confident that he can go beat LSU. Or go win seven games in the regular season. I mean, I know you mentioned in 2020, if Jordan Travis isn't at Florida State, they maybe go winless. But Jordan didn't look like a world beater, uh, you know, giant slayer the way he's been here in the last 10 games of his career yeah. or what have you. Uh, I'm not saying he can't. Yeah, I'm not saying Tate can't be the guy, but I don't think you go into next season – all chips in with Tate Rodemaker. I, I I I don't think you do that. I mean, maybe they do. I I I would have to be proven. Um, you know, I, it'd have to be more would have to be proven for me to just think, okay, that's the guy that's going to lead Florida State for the next two years. Mike wonders how many classmen transfer. Underclassmen. Underclassmen. I, what's the normal two and amount? A half. I'll put the number two and a half. What's the normal amount? Probably five, six, yeah. eight. I don't know. I, probably somewhere in there. Yeah. I, I would go over two and a half. Um, the good news is typically, and this has been the case, we'll knock on wood. You're not losing guys that you'll want. Right. You know, they're, they're going somewhere else where they can actually go play. Um, so typically you're not losing guys you want. And as long as you keep that trend going, you're going to continue to win the portal. If you look at the last two years, the people they lost compared to the people they got, it's been, um, it's like been Reagan versus Mondale. I mean, it has been completely one sided. There you go, a little political history for you I guys. Like it's like been a that. route. I would say, who would you say? Durden, Durden's the one, right? 
out of the last two years that transferred, Durden's the one you definitely would have wanted to have and would have made this team a lot better. Maybe yeah. Fagan, but definitely Corey Durden. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, Jane Lars would be, you know, Parker Grothaus, Chubba Purdy, uh, you know, True Thompson, Josh Griffiths. Warren Thompson, who's now not at Arkansas anymore, apparently. DJ Matthews is always an in interesting, intriguing guy, but it never really came together here. And I don't, it really hasn't come together in Bloomington for him either at Indiana. But yeah, I mean, there's, um, I mean, whoever does leave here is probably going to see the writing on the wall. Uh, and it, it won't be, and I hate to be like, oh, well, you know, good luck. You know, we don't need you anyways, but it, it does come down to that where the numbers work out to where these guys get buried and they think they can go somewhere else and get a better chance. And that's how it works. So yep. uh, we do wish them the best. Uh, San Antonio No Lee. Just want to give a reminder that I said at the beginning of the season that we were going to get to 10 wins. We are still in position to obtain that goal. I feel like a, how many will it be a bigger number of people that claim they were at the choke at Doak for the entire game, or will there be more people proclaiming that they said that Florida State would win 10 games in 2022? Probably the latter. But the beauty of the internet is you can go and prove it. You can go prove it. If San Antonio no lead, knows when that happened, like what show it was and when it was proclaimed, they can go prove it and send you the send you the screenshot. That's the beauty of the internet, man. Or you could Photoshop one and make it completely up. Nice. Oh, let's see here. Rob they're Prout, not there yet. We're hoping, but they're not there yet. Uh, somebody mentioned that people forget that A.J. Duffy was a top 10 quarterback. I don't know. I don't know he's that heralded, but... People might wonder why we don't talk about AJ all that much. He's not is Duffy that bad? Shouldn't he be somewhat college capable in year two? Yeah, he could be and should be. And in that bad, I, that that connotation makes it sound like we're just killing the kid. Um, just when you watch practice, the two days a week we get to watch practice, it is noticeable who's better. But isn't that the way? Isn't that it's? I mean, you know, Tate Rodemaker looked awful when he was the third string. I thought anyway. He looked awful as the third-string quarterback last year behind McKenzie and Jordan in the practices I watched, especially in August. And then he's turned out to be a you know not a bad backup quarterback. So A.J. Duffy, as a true freshman, you have to hope he takes a giant leap, which he's supposed to because he's a true freshman and it's a really hard position. A lot of folks worried about uh, about the quarterback spot here. Kyle wonders, get down or lay down. Would winning an ACC championship with Van Spike be the ultimate troll? That would be Tyler Van Dyke. Yeah. Uh, would Florida State fans still call him that? If he transferred here, do, do, do we is there a moratorium on that if he if he becomes a knoll? Um, that would be interesting. I yes, that would be the ultimate troll if, if Miami's quarterback came here. Or maybe uh Richardson decides not to go to the draft but wants to come play in Tallahassee. They would take him. I also think there's a good chance Jordan Travis comes back. So it's all it's all moot. All right. And I hope AJ Duffy is good. I really do. Our guy, Island Chief, goes by that on the Warchant.com message boards. Again, come be a value subscriber of the Warchant.com family. For only $10 for an entire year, you can ask your questions on the Randy Gate Express. We're much more earnest and sincere to those people. But Island Chief's also on YouTube. He asked earlier, if we had played our best, you both thought, so why do you think the climb has ended for the year? Corey, well, if I got to do some stuff here back behind the scenes. Okay, all right. I, I wouldn't say the climb has ended. Like, if you go and win your next three games, that's still climbing. I just think the the way you played, it's like, um, you know, it's not like Jameis Winston all of a sudden wasn't any good after he just had his best game, his very first game, but he was still really good the rest of the way. Um, 
And I just think that it's you're going to be hard-pressed to see a team play better than Florida State has the last two weeks. It has been thorough dominations. Um, I, I don't know how you – how do you play better? Do you win 60 to nothing? Um, it, it just, it's not going to happen. Those, those two games in particular, uh, they were clean. They had some dumb penalties at the end of the Syracuse game, but other than that, they were clean penalty wise. They were very good in special teams. They were great on offense and great on defense. That's a hard recipe to just repeat over and over and over again. But man, we saw the potential, we saw the ceiling and I think that's the ceiling. It'd be cool if they hit their head on it though. Um, well, this week, sure, and then the Friday after Thanksgiving, you would definitely want them to hit their head on it. And I might be wrong. They might be Florida 50 to nothing. Growing up, my dad used to take me to the game at the stadium. We'd watch our favorite team play, and then we'd always eat at Zaxby's. That's why it means so much to me that Zaxby's is the official chicken of college fans. To me, they go together perfectly. It reminds me of my dad and... Oh, come on, Rap! Are you serious? Get some glasses! Terrible call! Now I take my kids to the game, and we always eat at Zaxby's, too. It's tradition. We're proud to be the official chicken of college fans. Zaxby's, indescribably good. And don't forget to listen in for the Zaxby's indescribably good player of the week every Monday on Wake Up War Chant. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. How about Pensacola Packbuster? I agree with what Corey said. I just, it, I, I can't, I, I get it, man. They turned the ball over against Syracuse, so maybe they don't turn the ball over. But what does that make that final score against Syracuse? 41 to 3, 45 to 3. Yeah. It's not, it's like negligibly better, marginally better, but still could be better to your point, though, Alan Chief. Pensacola Packbuster, Corey, what position will be most needed from the portal next year based off what you predict happens in terms of players leaving the program? The line of scrimmage, um, both lines of scrimmages. Um, if Fabian does indeed accept that senior invite, if he does walk on senior day, if Jamie Robinson walks on senior day, um, you're kind of going to, that's a good hint that they're probably not coming back. But even still, you're, you, Jared Burst is still very draftable. Fabian Lovett is probably going to leave. Robert Cooper is leaving. You just need some defensive tackles, man. I, I, you know, Malcolm Ray might end up being something. I think Joshua Farmer is going to be something. But who behind them that you know for sure, right, Aslan? Like Daniel Lyons, we like, right? Uh, Tafasi, we love what he could be, hey, oh, but hey. you don't know. And you want ready-made guys. You just want ready-made guys to step in next year like you've had here the last couple of years. So defensive line, defensive tackle, and another uh, one or two really impressive defensive ends would be, uh, would, would be where I think they need the most help. And then offensive line, you're losing your two guards. You like some of the young offensive linemen. But Gibbons and Emmanuel have both been good. They're leaving. Um, you you got to replace those guys, too. And can you replace them with the young guys or the younger guys, I should say? Or is there going to be, you know, the kid from Florida or, or, or another transfer um, th that you're really high on that can come in and play immediately? I feel like the, the, the weird folks that criticize Odell, like every two, three years they come around like, hey, how come we don't criticize Odell? He's not killing like he used to. I feel like if – if they don't capitalize in the portal, we'll start hearing from those people. But you got your eye on our guy in Champaign, Illinois, right? The Florida dude that's uh, 
You should come. You should come. Come home. We should offer him. Riley, come home. Come I mean, home. again, I would just I would wait till like I don't know, man, January 9th and show him like when it's when it's minus four degrees where he is, and well, then knows. show him. You know, so it's far? not going to be eighty in Tallahassee, but you can walk around in long sleeves and shorts. It'll be fifty three. That's better than nine, and you don't have to have snow tires. So just throwing that out there, man. Noel Bill won. Any chance Trey Benson would not come back? I mean, there's a chance. Sure. Um, he is a big running back with a lot of speed and power, um, and he's a running back, and those shelf lives don't last long. So the quicker you can start getting paid to be a running back, the better. Um, I, you know, I know as far as a couple weeks ago, he was certainly – thinking he was going to come back. We'll see what three straight like career highs will do um, for him. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's always a chance. Um, and you know, that's the one you, you certainly couldn't, you couldn't hold it against him. But I mean, my man, I, he's still, even with the way he's played these last three weeks, he's got like, what does he have this year? Aslan a hundred carries. So he's got a hundred career college carries. Um, I, I just, I wonder where he, where his draft stock would be. And if he thinks, coming back next year, being a preseason all-hype guy would get him, uh, you know, higher, drafted higher the following year. So, yeah, 105, I was right there. Almost averaging seven and a half yards per rip, man. That's crazy. And at that position, man, you don't, your shelf life, you don't, there there are very few Dalvins that can play into their 30s, which I think Dalvin will, or Adrian Peterson's. You got to get, well, the getting's good. Uh, but he also has, I mean, look at that. He has 111 carries in his career. Um, he he what else? probably needs some more seasoning. Probably. If he wants to get beat, you know, I don't know. They don't draft running backs that high anymore. But instead of being like, I don't know, the ninth running back drafted, maybe he could be the third running back drafted. That's a difference of hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of dollars. And plus, again, the retention that you need with NIL, I think some of that's going to go to your star running back. That's a valid point. I. I think like if you're a, a Miami or Florida fan, you're like, oh yeah, leave, dude. Like, what do you need to come back and prove? Which is there's a little bit of validity to it, but if he comes back and he ha- kind of has like that Leonard Fournette kind of season, where like you're talked about as being this guy and you deliver and you rip off a 1300 yard season, you know, 1400 yard season, then yeah, you become a running back that still might somehow get drafted in the first round, uh, even in this day and age. But that, that's a really high bar to clear. Yeah. Uh, and you but could always pop a tendon and yeah. then not get drafted ever again. So again, we wouldn't hold it against them, especially at that position, man. That is a that's that is a grueling, uh very short two, three year, four year window in the NFL position. So if you can go get paid, go get paid. I just don't know what his draft stock would be. Kyle's back. Corey, what's more difficult? Explain to someone who isn't a parent what it's like to be a dad. Or convincing Mike Norvell detractors that we're on the right track. Um. Oh, about even, man. I, you know, I think most people like Aslan. He's not a he's not a dad, but I think you understand kind of what it what it takes. You understand the. I mean, you were a son, so you have that angle on it. You you could understand a little bit. And also, I think the detractors for Mike Norvell. Um. Yeah, they I don't, don't I don't, exist. I don't. They're know. not. They're not around much anymore. They're certainly quieter. I'm, I know they'll jump all over this. When uh when they lose again, but right now they're pretty quiet. Uh, again, not just because they're winning, but because they're dominating in the way they look. And nobody, literally zero people, I would say zero, can look at where this program was that he took over and look where it is now and not appreciate what he's done. 
They might not think he's the answer long-term, but a detractor sounds like they want him fired. I think there could be detractors that think he's not long-term going to win Florida State National Championship, but nobody could argue with what he's done these last two years. It's been a it's been a turnaround, and they are certainly on the right track. Are they on a national championship track? We'll see, but they're not in a going on a track right into the side of a mountain. So that's fun. Yeah, you the tractor would be wants to get rid of him. I don't know like what is your basis for getting rid of him. I, I see people complaining about recruiting right now, which I think is a, is a small. I think there's weird theory. I don't even qualifies as being a full blown theory here, Corey. You know, there's some fans that kind of hate Florida more than they like Florida State winning. Like they get more joy. I've seen the Gators losing their own team, Florida State win. I think there's some fans that literally like recruiting more than wins and losses on a Saturday. Yeah, I think they like following these kids, seeing them grow up, and and being like, I picked that guy. He was my dude. I thought he was going to be great. And he's great. Those folks, which hey, Michael Langson, PRB, Premier Recruiting Board. You can always talk to him about recruiting. I think those folks are like, man, I, I want to. I want to have bragging rights when it comes to recruiting, and they're the ones that are detracting, if you will, from what's being accomplished, big picture wise, right now with Florida State football. Okay, well, I mean, again, they're not—they're not getting killed. I mean, they're—they're seventeenth they're in the country. They're coming off four straight losing seasons, so I feel like seventeenth when you're coming off four straight losing seasons isn't horrible. And again, let's see now that they got something to build on. Let's see if they build on it, and next year they—they they stack another winning season and. Get top 10 class, but they're not. I mean, he's not, they're not 30th, they're not 50th. They got some dudes. Our guy Timothy Dangerfield, hello from Tennessee. Just want to know what network channel the game is on Saturday. Can't wait for the Florida game. We'll be there cheering loudly for the Knowles. Well, he's got question marks. So I don't know if that's was that supposed to be exclamation point? Probably. I think, yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, Timothy, are you asking us if you're going to be there? I think you're going to be there. Um, so I don't. What is the what is the it's channel, the, Aslan? It's on the ESPN app. So oh, you need to have a cable subscription or the ESPN Plus. Or holler at one of your buddies who does have cable. Ask them for their login. And uh, yeah, you'll go to ESPN3.com around noon, and you'll see it as one of the games that's upcoming, along with like Colgate and Princeton, and you know Murray State and Middle Tennessee State. Uh, those illustrious sort of games. We're on those. Shout out though, Timothy. Thanks for being here. Back. I have not scouted nor watched the Raging Cajuns much this year. Is there anything that we should be scared about? I mean, their I defense not... is solid. They don't give up a ton of points. Um, they, only, they, one uh, team, only one team scored more than 30 on them all year. So. Yeah. Um, I watched the Georgia Southern game. Um, and I didn't watch the whole game. I watched the highlights. It looked like there was a lot of stuff in the middle of the field. But they, uh, the Georgia Southern kept dropping passes or getting it knocked out of their hands. But they're, they're, the middle of the field seemed to be pretty open. I do know that Norvell said they have a receiver that can play in the league. And their punt returner leads the nation in punt return average. So, you know, tell Master Motto to punt it out of bounds with either foot. Or, hey, better yet, don't punt. Just don't yeah. even have to punt. Yeah. Um, I did look at that receiver. I think he's got like 30 catches, maybe 600 yards. That's good. But he's That's not, not even – but he's not even top 10 in the conference, the Sun Belt, in receiving. Their running back isn't top 10 uh, in the conference in rushing, and their quarterback isn't top 10 in the conference uh, when it comes to being a passer. So um, I think there the quarterback really split time, too. I think another guy on their team has like 900 yards passing. I don't know if that kid was the starter and got hurt or if this kid was the starter and missed a couple of games, but um, 
that I don't believe that kid's played every snap for them. So, uh, yeah, man, but again, they're, they're a solid defense. They're not horrible. Um, they kind of remind you of, you know, maybe I was going to say maybe Syracuse, like a solid defense, not great. Um, and their offense isn't great either, but if you let guys run free, they can certainly hang with you and maybe beat you, but don't do that. Play well. Be, be over it. Have it be over in the third quarter. Only you can stop you. Mm. Stop stopping you. Thanks for what my guy said. Oh, uh, there was a good question up here. So, yeah, not great. Not great there if you're looking at their offensive stats. They're not. Stop selling it, Corey. It's not on the, it's not on, uh, it's not on ES. It's not on War Chant TV, the game. We don't have to sell it for them. You know, it's a uh, 90th. They're 90th in pass efficiency, 83rd in overall total offense, but 41st in total defense, 31st in rushing defense. That will probably go down. They average giving up 123 yards per game. I assume Florida State will run for more than that. So, yeah, you know. 119th in red zone offense. Bakari Robinson. What's up, B-Rob? Can I call you B-Rob? Bakari, let's see. Smoking a guard? Almost Rick Ross vibes. With all the talk of who's staying or leaving when it comes to the offensive line, which of the starters do you expect to return? And any word on Caden Lyles? I don't have we – we haven't asked Norvell since we when he got hurt. They, they no, were going to try to get him another year, right? He got asked on – Tuesday after practice, but nothing conclusive. Just, you know, we're going to, we'll see where we're, we'll be at the end of the year kind of thing. I mean, they, they didn't make it sound like he's definitely back, but I think they're going to try. Uh, but there was no sort of concrete answer about like, yeah, we're like, we expect him back kind of a thing. So, but I think they're going to attempt to get that other year of eligibility to let him have the opportunity at least. And I think when you look at the, the team right now, Darius Washington will be back. You can count him as a starter. Uh, Maurice Smith. Robert Scott, and then uh, turn in time, I guess, or turn in time. Uh, no, he gone. He's I gone. Mean, so yeah. So awesome. three of your five come back. The the guys that have been playing these last three weeks, where you've dominated teams, three of those five will be back, and then you you're going to have, I think, probably another transfer or two on the offensive line that'll be plugged in immediately, and then maybe one of the freshmen, one of the freshman in this year's team will be will take over a spot as well maybe By washington becomes a guard and armella becomes a tackle like that's the beauty of darius washington man he can play it all um and, and honestly they might want darius to be the sixth swing guy the swing guy again so they get two portal kids and armella plays tackle or something something along that nature on in the coop with robert cooper somebody had asked him and tatum bethune who's the strongest offensive lineman and they, Robert was struggling for a minute, but then Tatum was like, I think it's Estes. And then Coop's like, yeah, yeah, it's Estes. Mm. So that's a guy that, you know, maybe another year. Yeah. Get it figured out. Yeah, he had some moments. I mean, he was pretty impressive for a lot of uh, a large portion of August. So, yeah, he could take over. And that's how you build programs, man. What would it be, his third year in the system? Mm -hmm. he, got to, he got to be here two years without having to play. He got to learn from a really good player in front of him. And he got to get bigger and stronger so he can be ready when it's his time. That's how you're supposed that's how a program's supposed to work. In 18 and 19, they're running out kids that are no good, or if they are good, are young and are just not physically strong enough to compete at this level. They don't that should not be an issue anymore. And Alex Atkins is really good at his job. Yeah. I haven't seen this. I'm gonna try to go to Twitter and see if I can corroborate. But Kevin Johnson, who doesn't lie? 
just joined. Have we talked about Mario Cristobal telling his players' mommies to come pick them up from practice if they're grumpy about playing time yet? Didn't one of their running backs just walk off the field? Just walk off, walk out. I thought I, I thought I saw that on Twitter or maybe on our message board that one of Miami's running backs just walked off the practice field today or yesterday. Huh. Really? Not not great. But again, that's kind of, you know, look, man, Mike Norvell essentially had to kick Warren Thompson and DJ Matthews off the team his first year. Um it, it just it, this is this is kind of what happens when you take over a program. You know, I thought Miami's culture was a little I thought it was in a better place than Florida State's was when Norvell took over, but you're going to deal with some of this stuff. And I also think you're going to deal with some of this stuff just, you know, it's 85 personalities, man. They're not all going to be happy. It's just social media. Social media, man, makes it, puts it on everybody's, um, everybody's screen and they all get to see what's going on. Did you find anything? I I, I dragged it on as long as I could, Aslan. I know you did a great job. Uh, Did not see uh, anything. I saw somebody ask, Who's the Miami running back that left, uh, walked off the field through practice, but nobody responded to him, so can't find it. Uh, I'm sure somebody in the chat can uh, pro-offer uh, that stuff. But, yeah, I don't know, man. He's um, he's going through his purge right now, uh, Mario. So, uh, But that's – I don't know if he's eliciting people's mothers to come pick them up if they got a problem with their playing time, but not a, not a great start. It's probably not a great start. But, I don't know, let him get his guys in or whatever, you know, People yeah, say they got Clemson not. this week, huh? Maybe they'll uh, they could keep that close. Maybe it's a 19 point spread, they could maybe keep that close. There you Panama go, Jack shout out Panama Jack Thad Franklin. That sounds like a player you never want to lose a Thad if you got a Thad on your side. Um, let me see, he's from Chaminade Prep. Let's see what he's ranked as. Oh, he's a four star, all right, six foot, 225 pounds. It's a big Ooh. dude, true freshman. Sophomore. Hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, if Trey Benson leaves, I mean, he's got the body type. See if he wants to come here and put it on uh, Mario for revenge to that. I don't know, man. Do you want a kid that just walked off the practice field? Well, hey, man, he turned his back on Miami. That's fine. Yeah, there you go. You're, you're Hey, you're the enemy of my enemy. Corey, Gator Kirk wonders, are you upset about the Taylor Swift ticket situation and how tickets no. have been frozen and canceled? I'm upset that Stephanie's not putting hers back on the uh, resale market, the one she got on uh, Tuesday. But she did get them. She got two for the uh, Thursday Tampa show. But apparently, it's the highest grossing, biggest selling concert uh, uh, ever. Taylor Swift, man. Taylor Swift, Aslan. Don't sleep on her. She's going to be a big deal. She's queen of the world, man. Yeah. Everyone loves some, some Taylor. Uh Carol's joining us a little bit late. We talk actually that's the wrong comment. Uh, she was asking about the up the chances that Jordan returns or the odds. We need one more year. It would be good for him and us. Uh, that should be like our day, like uh, instead of like the Dow Jones, instead of like CNBC, we should just have like a constant Jordan staying, leaving. And right. every day we just tweak it and tinker it. But right now we're leaving at like what 80, 89% returns. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna say 70. Okay. 70%. The JRI, the Jordan yeah. Return Index. Yeah. Yeah. Called that every single day. It would be nice. It would be good for, it would certainly would be good for Florida State. And it would probably be good for him, too. Are you going to keep an eye on the Vanderbilt Florida game at all, Corey? Or are you going to be too dialed into everything else going on across the country? Uh, I don't know when that game's being played, but yeah, I'm certainly going to be interested in the results. Uh, Vanderbilt got that big win at Kentucky. Like you said, they've been playing better lately. 
Um, also at and, noon. It's also at noon. Oh right? well, there. Yeah, I'll keep a. I'll keep. I don't know if I'll keep. I'll keep one of my four eyes on it. Well, folks, you can keep an eye on it, you can stream it, and then bet on it over at MyBookie, MyBookie.ag, where you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere. When you use the promo code Wake Up, you'll get a half deposit match instantly. So if you put 100 bucks, they'll give you 50 for free, and you can decide to uh, play around with it however you wish. Currently, right now, over at MyBookie, Florida State, a robust 24-point favorite. With the over under at fifty two, which Corey's quick math was saying, like, what are they? What are they predicting, Corey? Like a 38, 38, 38 yeah, thirty eight fourteen, somewhere in there. Okay, okay. What would you feel about thirty eight fourteen? I I don't style points don't matter to me. Saturday, I don't know if they do for you at all, Corey. I mean, I don't want to be sloppy, but it's I would think thirty eight to fourteen would be perfectly fine. That gets you in and out, pretty comfortable win. And you got, you know, you got one day less to prepare for Florida, so just get to preparing. That is interesting that Florida plays at noon too. So they'll both both teams will be done at 3:30 and on on to the next one. Start breaking down that film. Mybookie.ag. Again, that promo code is wake up. You'll get that instant deposit match. Like that, we use the promo code of half of your deposit. Bet on anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you ever experienced turbulence on a flight and wondered why? And you can see all the terrain around you. Uh, you've got no issue with visibility or anything? No, nah, everything's peachy. Maybe you've sat on the tarmac for hours wondering why your plane isn't moving. Well, we're outside here. They're saying the ramp is closed. They won't let us park because of uh, Air Force One. Listen in on the conversations between pilots and air traffic controllers on the Air Traffic Out of Control podcast. 510 declaring an emergency. There's smoke in the cabin. I need to make a landing right now on 31 left. We have the most interesting, wild, and funny ATC recordings you will ever hear. Check out Air Traffic Out of Control wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I want to say, I think maybe the Southern Cal UCLA game is going on. I saw some entity hyping up that game. Yeah. Yeah, the Crosstown game. And Oregon and Utah. There's a couple really good Pac-12 games uh, this week. Good to see Dilly's, Dilly's team. Man. Southern Cal, UCLA, 76 and a half the point total. Yeah, man, they just do not play defense, either one of those teams. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Dillingham must just love life out there. I mean, those defenses are a wreck. They're awful. There's no physicality. There, there's, it doesn't look like they're coordinated. Every game you, you can somebody's going to go for 530 yards of offense. I mean, Lincoln Riley's awesome. I get it, but man, of course, so is Dillingham, and that Dillingham and Lincoln Riley are equals in that in that Pac-12, but in that in that league because everybody scores a ton of points if you got some talent. Yeah, we got Bedlam too on Saturday. Man, it's a big day. It's a big day. Bakari's back. He did confirm that he can be called B Rob. Nice. What about Kari? My- you think anybody calls him Kari? Just shorten it? Nah. All right. On the line People of my call Mitri, Mitri, or Meet. Meech. So I thought maybe, oh, Meech. Meech, because there's a rapper, Big Meech. 
Oh, you don't have to tell me. I know. What's the matter with you? On the line of my previous question, there is a correlation to how well our offensive line plays and the success of the offense. So how much longer do you think we can hold on to Alex Atkins? I I hope um, for a couple more years. I, I just think if oh, he... If, uh, greedy. Yeah, greedy. If, if you can get him to 2024... Um, I, I think, you know, it'd be nice for him to be here for what that'd be five years here. He could show what he did with this offensive line. He could also be an offensive coordinator for three years with a team that's gotten, uh, much better. You hope if this thing keeps progressing the right way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just, I wonder what he's, what's going to be alluring to him. Is he going to want to be the head coach at Charlotte or is he going to hold out for something better? I don't know that like, I know he's a hot, he's a rising commodity. I don't know if somebody like South Florida would hire him right now, but in two years they might, especially if if this thing gets rolling and it's consistent nine or ten win season team. Then yeah, you might go take the offensive coordinator from Florida State, who's revolutionized that offensive line and just completely turned it around. I don't know right now what what his because the only thing he'd leave for is a head coach. And what what sort of head coaching jobs are available to him just after one year as the OC at Florida State? It's fair. I mean, you see who Charlotte hired. Charlotte hired like uh, Jim Harbaugh's consigliere from Michigan. Oh, did they? Did that happen here recently? Yeah, like two days ago. Oh, that's interesting. Wow, that's he's like sixty eight years old. I thought. Yeah, man. Why wouldn't you just? I get it. You want to run your own program, but man, it seems like being the consigliere at Michigan. Man, that sounds like an awesome job. Well, he apparently the head coach at Charlotte. He apparently made a fortune of, I think, close to nine figures yeah. as a uh, day trader. Yeah, back in the nineties and stuff. So he's he can do whatever he wants. So go be your head coach, right? I'd, I'd rather be a head coach than a consigliere. Well, hey, man, their nil money should go through the roof. Maybe one, I'll say one more. I think if you get one more year of Alex Atkins, you you ran it right. Everything everything went well. He he fixed everything you needed to, and he'll be on to a good job. I I couldn't imagine he's here in twenty twenty four, unless they take a massive step back next year. Uh, just he recruits too well. What he's fixed in those circles, which I don't know how much those search committees look at that, but I'm sure, man, coaches know how good he's done what we inherited here. So he'll, he'll be a hot commodity. Um, I don't want to. There's not that. a ton of O line coaches though that that get hired as head coaches, and yeah. the guy at Arkansas, as much as is as, as good as he did last year, it's not doing great this year. And I just again, that's that's a that's a bot that's a negative going against them. They don't they don't typically hire O line guys. The beauty about about Atkins is he is involved in this offense and he is the OC, so that makes him more attractive than just being an offensive line coach. Well, Antoine wonders, do you think there'll be much of a drop-off with Jamie leaving? Possibly. Shaheem has certainly looked good this year. Yes. Um, again, I don't know what the portal is going to be, but um, yes, the the there will be a drop-off. Uh, I like Shaheem, and I think Shaheem might end up being a really good player, but you know, he's kind of – he. it seems like he's played more of the Akeem Dent role when he's in there, right? Like, I feel like um, – so do you move Akeem over or does Shaheem actually take that position? I, I think Shaheem's got some real instincts, man. Um, I think he he might be a really good football player. We just don't know yet. And I think Jamie, the more you watch him, 
these last two seasons, he's almost, and I, I'm not saying this about Antoine or anybody watching this show, but I do think he's almost underappreciated. Like people talk about verse, they talk about love it. They talk about Jordan and Johnny, but man, you have one of the better safeties in the con. I don't know the country, certainly the conference. I mean, he's just, he's really, really good. So yeah, that's going to be a, that's going to be a big loss. Unless he says no to that senior bowl, baby. Jagnall, who's a hotter head coach candidate for the future, Kenny Dillingham or Alex Atkins? Right now, Dillingham, because Dillingham absolutely calls plays, and whether you think that's fair or not, that's going to matter to people that make those decisions. They want somebody that knows it's their offense and they can run it. Atkins has not been a play caller. I don't know if he'd be a head coach, if he'd even be still be the OC. Um, I think he's a hotter head coach candidate. I think Alex Atkins will be in a fantastic head coach. I trust Alex Atkins more than Kenny Dillingham. I'm just answering the question about who's a hotter head coach candidate. Like Dillingham is being mentioned for Arizona State, potentially, by Bruce Feldman. Alex Atkins was mentioned for Charlotte. So those are their differences right now. But, man, I would I, I think Alex Atkins would do a fantastic job as a head coach. I don't know. I can't say that about Dillingham. I'm trying to look up Arkansas. Again, I mean, Arkansas, they've got their own offensive line coach separate to – Sam Pittman, who cut it, made his bones, cut his teeth being a uh, offensive line coach. I do wonder if he would, uh, would be his first year. Maybe at some point he would try to take it back over. Maybe he'd start as the offensive line coach, hands on, and then kind of start. I, I'm sure it's like saving with the defense, man, or Norvell with with the offense. I, you know, Jimbo with quarterbacks. Like Jimbo's not the quarterback coach, but he helps coach the quarterbacks. I'm a Pittman's coaching that offensive line too. Uh, micro venture funding. How good is Jordan Travis in the pantheon of Florida State quarterbacks? Is he better than EJ? Is he better than Christian Ponder? Is he a top 10 Florida State quarterback? I do. The last question, I do think yes. I mean, you can run through the three Heisman winners. He's below them. He's probably below Casey. He, he, I think you could make an argument he's below those two guys. It's just hard, man. It's hard micro-venture funding. Because EJ was throwing to Rashad Green and Kelvin Benjamin, and he had NFL linemen in front of him. Um, Jordan Travis did not have that last year, the year before. Um, I don't know what EJ or Ponder would have looked like in 2020 with that group. It wouldn't have been pretty for them either. If you put like, what, what is Florida state's record of Jordan Travis as the quarterback in 2012? Probably similar, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely think he's top 10. I think he's ahead of like that Busby. Um, he's ahead of, well, I don't know. Danny Cannell, you're going to put him in front of Danny. No, but I'd put him in front of like Chip Ferguson and, and you know, P.T. Willis was great, but he only started one year. Um, so if you're talking about overall careers, yeah, man, I, I think he's, I think, get get me to 10 wins this year, JT, J-Trav. Come on, J-Trav, get me to 10 wins this year, and then I'll put, I'll definitely put you in the top 10. Right now, I'm still, I'm doing all the math in my head. It's, it's tough, man. They, they've had some good ones here. Yeah, like the sting of a Florida loss would, would, will pass. But like we are living in a world right now, we are operating in this reality. We're operating in this world of like, there's gonna that game is a slam dunk, which is what? interesting. No, we're not. Yeah. Who's operating in that world? Everybody, man. Oh, you're talking about the sh the field, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm certainly not. I, I, that's going to be a tough game. And listen, I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, if they lose that game, you're at eight wins with an opportunity to win nine in your bowl game, which is kind of where you're on schedule. Some people, detractors, might say you you ended up you know eight and four after you started four and zero. Oh. That's not great, and you lost your our travel at home. 
Uh, but it still won't diminish just how far they did come. But it'll, it'll, it'll ruin the vibe for a little bit. But yeah, uh, yeah, it'll be a bad. I mean, that was a bad taste to end uh, last season after such a stirring middle of the year to end like that was a big uh, letdown. Rob's back. Actually, hold on. Let's uh, let's reward good behavior first. Our guy Jeff. Well, he's got a question too. We'll go to Jeff first. Shout out to Jeff. Jeff throwing doll hair. Sorry. Aslan, are you okay? Everything all right over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just uh, processing, processing. A lot, lot going on. All right, all right. Just don't. You don't Jeff, seem to have the the love and the energy that you normally have. I just want to make sure everything's okay. Yeah, I'm good. Good. All right. Uh, Jeff Mayer's ten bucks. It's cold, man. I'm not a winter guy. I'm not a winter guy. Hmm. Suck it up, baby. I know. Uh, call your mommy. Have her come pick you up. <laughs> yeah, Chris, one of the Miami players' moms come and pick you up and warm you up. As I rarely get the chance to catch the live show, what is your biggest concern over the final two weeks of the season? All right, Jeff. Hey, thank you for the for the donation, buddy. Um, the tip. That's not a sorry. Not a yeah, tip. Sorry, I always say the wrong thing. Um, tip. Um, you know, with your glasses on now and your, your headphone, your earbud cord, it almost looks like you're like a, like a librarian. Like you're like an old guy with this reader oh, with the little, chain. the string on my, yeah. on my glasses. <laughs> glasses yeah. My friends told me I look like junior soprano <laughs> with the glasses. Not a, not wasn't a big fan of that. And Stephanie's like, isn't he hot with his glasses? Look how hot he is. And they're like, well, yeah, sure. He looks like junior soprano. And then she laughed louder than any of them. Um, uh, she's like, oh my God, you do. So anyway, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know about the glasses. Plus, like to I see you, I have to do this and look at the. I think she's sabotaging you because your body got so dope, son. I think she like, wants me. She wants me to look older and yeah. more decrepit. Yeah, I get it. So yeah, I guess I'm Tony or uh, Junior. You know, the glasses aren't even anything remotely like yours. Are more rectangular. Those are more I think circular. The bald, the black frames. I think it's that. Uh, but he has. He has no. Anyhow, I, hey, I'm with you, man. I thought it was dumb. I told them they were idiots. I told them I looked like Bruce Willis or at least the sexy Joe Madden. Yeah. Um, I, my biggest concern to get back to the question, Jeff, and the show is, um, man, I, just losing one of these games. I, I know how, would they, how would really they lose dumb. to Florida? That's the question, right? I mean, the, the concern is losing to Florida because I don't. The defense. I, I think the offense will move the ball and score points because they do that against everyone and have. Um, but there is going to be a stretch, probably in the Florida game and not in, in this game coming up, but you never know, where you're, the other team's going to go on a run. They're going to score twice in a row. Don't let them score four times in a row. That's how you lose all these games. Literally every game you've lost, the other team has scored four times in a row before you scored again. Or in the NC State case of NC State, not at all. So don't have that happen anymore. Answer some scores. That's on the offense, but it's also on the defense when your offense does have to punt occasionally against a good team step up and get them the ball back that's what was so awesome about the Syracuse game an untimely turnover when the game was still a game it was 14 to 3 they had some momentum and then um you you pushed them backwards after the turnover they could have gotten right back in the game and then you uh you wouldn't uh you won the thing convincingly so I guess the concern is that I, I don't know man I, I I think the offense will be good and I think the defense will play solid because it does and I don't expect a Mike Norvell team so just trot into a game and not take it seriously. So I think Saturday will be um, will be workmanlike. And then, you know, one concern, though, Aslan, I brought this up on headlines. How will they handle the moment on Friday night? 
they did not handle the Clemson moment well, I did not think, or the Wake Forest game for that matter. You know, they were that was a those were two good teams. They were four and they were feeling good about themselves, and they did not handle that moment well. And I don't think they handled Clemson well at all. I would like to see them play one of these complete games at home. It's been since Boston College that they played a good home, uh, uh, played well at home. So let's see that like really well. Like Georgia Tech was fine, but let's see them execute and play well at home. That'd be Saturday would be a good place to start and handle the moment Friday night. Yeah. Is Maybe that Florida? Own. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, 104th in total. I mean, they're allowing over 420 yards a game. Uh, they're allowing nearly 27 points per game. The offense is all right. Yeah, my, and that's my after, irrational fear. It's my also irrational. after they just like boat raced South Carolina and held them to like a a blocked field goal for a touchdown. I don't think South Carolina scored an offensive touchdown against them. I don't think. So think about how bad they were playing before that game. Yeah, I mean, my irrational, ira- or I mean, underscored, underlined, bold print, irrational fear would be that like their defensive line just starts figuring out a way to tee off on Jordan, but that's easier said than done. And this yeah. offensive line has played well. I mean, because that's that's the equalizer, man. Like nobody they've played in this little run here. Uh, and Miami had a good front, but Miami got nowhere close to Jordan other than when the game was out of reach. Uh, but if you can get to this quarterback with only four dudes and bring them down, I mean, those are two things. You got to get past this iron curtain almost that they've become. And you got to be able to get your hand on a greasy chicken you know it's mm. slippery as all can be like rocky and mickey chasing him around getting ready for apollo so um, that game yeah that's the only thing i'm concerned about the next two weeks i don't right. care about the bowl game i mean i want to win the bowl game but like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lose sleep over the bowl game uh shout out tom ortner dollar dollar bills y'all five american thank you thank you tom Corey, please do the watch along do it live from the press box we don't necessarily need to see you uh, that ouch tom that hurts. Well, you don't want to see me or you don't need to see me? I get it, man. I'm not the best looking guy in the world. Um, You know, I was thinking, we, we, we'll see what happens next year with this. I can't imagine. It's just me putting it out there, Aslan. I can't imagine that Dominic Robinson's probably going to do it next year because his son will be in college and playing on Saturdays. Maybe unless he's somehow here. Hint, hint. Um then uh, then he probably won't be doing the watch-along for Florida State. So may- maybe we'll figure out another way to attack that. But I had fun doing it. I thought it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. They won. It was a comfortable game. But you-, you also get my sense of foreboding. I always think things are worse than they are. I, always- I-, I look at a game very cynically and pessimistic, like, okay, yeah, you're up 21-3, to three, but things happen. Um, so, yeah, you'll-, you'll get a taste of that too, but. Probably won't do it. Well, probably won't do it this week, but maybe maybe next year it'll be more of a uh, more of a common theme. If Doc Brown showed up in the DeLorean, I, I would take us back to 13 and do the watch along for the Maryland game. And I don't oh. know, did, did Maryland even have, did, did Florida State go like maybe three and out? The, I mean, I don't, I don't remember how that game played. I know they got worked, Maryland, but like I could just see like one good drive from Maryland. Hey guys, I told you. Yeah. Well, look, it was, I think if you look at the box score, man, it was like seven, it was only seven to nothing with like six minutes to go in the second quarter. And then, uh, and then the wheels came off for, for, I guess, Freedian was the coach then, right? For old Freed, old Freed dog. Stefan Diggs was on that team. They had the best receiver in that game, crazily. I kind of, golly, I had to scroll through so much stuff to try to find the box score. We'll take Corey's word for it. He knows these things, just like he knows the first bowl game inaugural played with uh, a team in it. That was Florida State. and The still Fiesta Bowl, baby. The Fiesta Bowl. 
Dust Tales, not Duck Tales, but Dust Tales. I'm, I'm guessing maybe his name is Dustin. Hmm. Smart. One man's theory. Thank you, Dust Tales. Nine ninety nine in the jar. Do you guys think Mike is saving a majority of NIL money for the transfer portal instead of using it on unproven recruits? It was seven to nothing with six fifteen left in the second quarter, and then Devontae Freeman had a five yard run. And then they scored another, they scored right before half on a five yard pass from Jameis to Kelvin. So it was 21 nothing at half. And then the, you know, then it just it snowballed from there. So yeah, it was seven to nothing with yeah, you're right. If we were doing a watch long, be like, guys, I told you this wasn't gonna be easy. They're only up seven to nothing now. This Maryland team's not gonna go away. They're not going away. This this could be a this could be a four-quarter game, everyone. And it was not. How about Jacob Coker with a 24-yard run to close it out? Oh, um, for as far as the NIL money, look, I think it's 50 50. Well, as far as acquisition, no, I know. I think the, the, I would think the majority of NIL money probably does go to recruits, maybe save for like it, that's an interesting question because I think now that Florida State has become this and they look like this, that you're going to have a chance to get bigger name recruits, guys that have proven themselves in college and want to go do something else, and you might. Other, like I said, other than Jared Verse, it's not like these guys were were really recruited by the big boys, the guys that have shined for you. Um, Johnny Wilson said nobody, like who do you say, Oregon State was the only one that called them when he put his name in the portal. Um, so it's not like you were recruiting against, but a, as you get better, which you are, and the portal opens up more because they see the the success that these guys are having, you might have to save a little more money for those guys. Like, I don't think Johnny Wilson got a huge deal to come play football at Florida State. He just wanted a fresh start. So did Micah Pittman. Um, Jared Verse, maybe, but none of those other guys probably got huge deals. Now you might have to give them something along the lines of, well, not Jordan Addison or anything like that. But if you get a guy that's a really proven commodity, you might have to pay a little more. So I, I don't know. I would still think it'd be half and half, though, right, Aslan? Because I also think how many how many recruits are you going to get? 18, 20? And you're probably going to get nine or 10 portal kids. I do feel like the that percentage though, like if you sign 18 high school guys and seven portal dudes, I think like six of those seven guys in the portal are getting NIL. And I think maybe 10 of 18 high school kids are getting NIL money. I do think that could be a a theory, a working theory. Speaking of working theory, we're working for this guy. Guys, this is a very special occasion. The Godfather himself has been kind enough to grace us with his presence. The Godfather. This is his damn house. He lives there. He sleeps 20 feet away. That's Ed Lemmix, everybody. The man, the myth, the legend, the uh, the brains. The E-train. Yeah. Uh, behind DeLuna Coffee, throwing 50 bucks in the jar. Totally unnecessary, but we love you. Thank you, Ed. Again, visit DeLunaCoffee.com. Use the promo code WARCHANT. You can save 15% on your order. It's cold out there, everybody. Mm. Coffee helps. Really Cocoa. good coffee helps. Cocoa so helps, too. But, yeah, the coffee is the real deal. The coffee is the game changer. Let's uh, let's get this party started. He wants to show us some love. Thank you. He also corrects your name later on here. Sorry, Corey. It's Cordy, Corey, it's all good, Ed. It's all good, buddy. You can call me whatever you want. 49 to 10 says... Says our guy in Pensacola. That yeah, covers the spread. That's the over. I like it. I, I think I went. They went forty-one ten was mine. 
I think I was 41 to 13 maybe. But, yeah, I think that's all around there. Again, the offense would just have to really shoot itself in the foot, which is can happen, but um, and just not take things seriously, which I just don't think that happens. And also, you know, you know that your offensive line is going to work their defensive line. And you know you're going to run for a lot of yards. It is so refreshing to go into a game knowing that the opposing defense can't match up with you physically. Now, they might do some scheme things to try to stop the run, but then that's going to open up stuff downfield. It's just really cool to go to a game with Alex Atkins as your O-line coach and a veteran group of guys up front that are doing a fantastic job right now. It's such a big advantage. I mean, you guys see what it means to have an offensive line again? You see how much fun it can be to watch football when you have a competent to good offensive line, which this one is. You know what brings me a lot of joy in life? Corey is kind of doing what I want to do, not having plans. Mm. Um, I got plans now. I got to come to the CP on Friday. Oh. I got Bashal. There we go. Bashal in the house. Bashal throws 101 our way. Looking forward to seeing you at the corner pocket on Friday, Corey. Aslan, try to come out, buddy. I mean, what's my excuse now, huh, Corey? What's you don't have excuse? one. You do not have one. What are you gonna? You could be at the soccer game, I guess. By the way, good luck to the uh, yeah. to the to the FSU women's soccer team. They play LSU at five thirty. It happens to coincide with uh with Jeff and I's live show. But if you come to Corner Pocket, you're probably going to be interested. We will have that. That we because I'm running the place. Corner Pocket will have that game on multiple screens. Uh, it's a soccer bar, so they'll they'll have that they'll have that game up. So good luck to them, and then. Vishal, after you're done at Corner Pocket, hopefully you have some wings, you eat, you meet good people, you head over maybe to the Civic Center to watch the uh, basketball team. Try not to lose to Florida. But thank you very much, man. Thank you. I hope I, I can't wait to see you. I'm a, it's awesome that you're coming out, and I'll make sure Aslan comes out. But, man, you better be out there. I don't know what's going on with you. you got to be out there, Aslan. You are a man of the people. Thank you, Vishal. You're the man. I appreciate that, man. I know. Uh, I listen. Uh, confession time. I didn't go to practice yesterday. Uh, Bridget wonders, do we know how many guys are down with the flu? Corey, would you would you even would you hazard the information of your eyes and what you saw at practice on Wednesday in terms of guys that you didn't notice out there that are significant contributors? I would harbor. Um, I would say a, a couple. Okay. Two to three, but again, that was Tuesday. We'll see what it's like on Saturday. You hope it hasn't run through the team. Um, Wednesday, he, was Wednesday. He, sorry, Wednesday. Yeah, he did mention that. Um, you know, he did mention that there were some guys down and uh, weren't there. Um, you know, but some, he didn't anticipate any of them missing the game. Correct. So. Correct. And uh, uh, so, yeah. And and again, if you're going to have something go through your team, get it done this week and not not you know next week. Because you want to enjoy the turkey. Absolutely. Hey, when your glasses fall down on your nose, how do you push them back? You do it in the middle? Yeah. yeah. Stephanie told me I looked like a nerd when I did that, and I was supposed to just, like, no kind of do that. that. I don't do that. I don't do that. Well, she no. does it, like, with her finger right here, like that. Oh. And I'm, I'm oh. just this guy. I just do this. And she's like, people don't do that. I'm like, well, no. apparently I've Aslan never, does. I've never done I've never done that. I've That's seen her crazy. do that It's like you're wiping tears. Yeah, it's it's very dainty. I mean, she's a very delicate woman. Well, strong good point. Strong she's a flower, a strong flower. Yeah. Uh, Tom Kirkpatrick, 
over under new assistant coaches next year, one and a half. It's a good under. number. Under. Yeah. It is a good number. It's under. Jagnol, silent assassin, just drops five dollars in the jar and leaves. We Thanks, appreciate Jag. Jagnol. And that also that that can be like a coach leaving for a better job, a better opportunity. Yeah. Um, or it could be, you know, Norbell wanting to replace someone with somebody he deems is a better fit. But I still think that's, that's probably going to be one. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be the latter. I think it'd be him figuring, seeing some kind of area of improvement that he can find out there. Because I don't, I don't think I don't know if John Papuchas is a defensive coordinator candidate anywhere. I don't, I don't know if Randy Shannon would be. I mean, those. I don't think Marcus Woodson is, and you know, I don't think Tony Tokar is an offensive coordinator candidate. So, like, to find a better job, um, you would well, need it'd be a, Atkins. Yeah, it'd be Atkins, or maybe like some northeastern school wants to hire Fuller as a head coach, something like that. I mean, I could see that happening, like a small northeastern school. Didn't he go to Wagner or someplace? Maybe they're not having a great year, and they want to hire an alum. Yeah, He'd be dumb to do it, Adam. We love you. Stay here, buddy. Stay here, man. You like it? You love Aslan. Mitch Wade, how do I donate to America's team? Is he talking about the Cowboys or us? That or risingspear.com. Yeah, there's or... a lot. Of, we don't know who America's team is. The Knowles, just the Knowles in general. You could be, become a booster. Uh, NIL stuff, speaking of helping out the team, Gator Kirk was saying, why don't we interview Rising Spear and figure out what their percentage distribution is for players high school to recruit. I don't think they would. I, number one, I don't think they have like a, like a pie chart with that. I think it's as it comes, like who's available and what they, what they could have in the budget for them. Um, and that they have to make decisions, I guess, or what they can offer. But I also don't think they were, they are ever, ever, ever going to make any of this public knowledge. They will always speak in, um, you know, non-specific, very vague ways. Right, Aslan? They're not going to be like, well, look, you know, Jared Verse, get, we got him 150000 this year. Next year he's getting three they They're not going to do that. That's just not how this will – I don't think this is how it will ever work at any of these schools. That will be cool, though, if they're like, listen, we've got $2 million, but in, and we have – we won't go more than 800000 on one single player. But they don't want to say that because – although I wonder how much talking goes on in the locker room. Like, there's a lot of guys that are part of Rising Spear. Like, is it a flat fee? Like, is – Maurice getting as much as Jordan, like they didn't. Do they know one's game more? Like does does Maurice want to know how much Jordan's making? I don't know how much Corey makes. Right, Corey I was going to say you were well, a lot of us work in offices or around people. We're not asking people every day. Hey man, what what's your paycheck say again? Um, just know it's a lot, Aslan. It is a ton. Yeah. I know. Um, well, you thanks it. to Ed. Thanks for our man Ed. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't. I think there's probably talk amongst like the younger guys or the guys that aren't really contributing yet maybe asking the dudes that are on top of the depth chart. Hey man, can I just ask you like, when you leave, what should I be? What maybe should I be at? Something like that. I don't think it's like Jamie Robinson asking Johnny Wilson. Hey man, what do you, what'd you get for that? What'd you get for going to that school or doing that appearance? I, I don't know that they do that kind of stuff. I don't know what those like recruiting combines are, you know, like the five stars come out or whatever. They're out the recruiting combine. They're all saying, Hey man, Oklahoma offered me this. Oh, Texas yeah. offered me this. Southern Cal offered me this. And, and how much of that's being uh, massaged. So how much of that is true. Yeah, I'm sure that's a lot of uh, uh, exaggeration, too. 
All right, we uh, snuck past the top of the hour. I didn't even realize. We started having some fun there towards the end of it. Shout out to our guys, everybody being involved. Hit that thumbs up, everybody. We certainly would appreciate it. Probably should have asked you to hit that thumbs up earlier. Um, but you already kind of know it's there on the screen. Hit the thumbs up on your way out. Thank you to Vishal. You're the man. Uh, Jagnol, our guy, Ed, Ed Lemix, the Luna Coffee, the LunaCoffee.com. Promo code's WARCHAMP15. You'll save 15% off your order. It's right above my head right there. Uh, Dust Tales, Tom Ortner, and Jeff Mayers. We appreciate you guys uh, throwing in some tips here. Certainly appreciated. Again, a reminder, Corey Clark, Jeff Cameron, live at Corner Pocket Bar and Grill on Friday from 5.30 to 6.30 for the happy hour. Maybe 6.15. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe 6.15. Okay. On the fly, we're changing things. Yeah. Um, Vishal, let me know what time we're going to be at Corner Pocket so I can make sure we cross paths. Sorry, I meant I meant the show would end around. We we still start on time. I'm just saying I don't know if we go a full hour. Okay. For the Louisiana game, but then we we're not going to be out of one for the Florida game. So we'll uh, until they win Aslan. So they're going to win if they beat Florida. Now that I've talked it over, don't you think we should do our show like our happy hour show with everybody doing the keg stands and being rid ridiculous idiots around four o'clock? Like, we don't want to do it. Like, because what game is going to be played 3.30 on rivalry day that people are going to be like, get off my screen. I don't want to watch this. Um, it's Alabama and Auburn, and that's not going to be a game at all. Yeah. So I feel like we should do it around 4 o'clock. And that gives people time to, uh, you know, get back at them, start drinking a little more hair of the dog after the big win the night before, and they'll come out. That's It seems more appropriate to dump an alcohol on me and do a keg stand at 4 p.m. 4 than 11, 15 a.m. I think a lot of people go golfing the day after Thanksgiving, so maybe that works out better. Four o'clock, they get the early tea time, and then they can. Get well, this back will be there. two days after Thanksgiving. Well, I'm this talking about the Saturday, Friday. I'm talking about the Friday after Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, you're right. Saturday, that's two days. Um, yeah, sure. I won't be there though. I mean, I can't believe you guys. Vishal, are gonna... sorry, man. Sorry, Vishal. He oh, ain't gonna be there. You guys are gonna binge drink for winning ten games or nine games, not even ten. We don't yeah. even win ten. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, have you not been around the last five years, man? I will do anything for nine wins. Are you kidding me? You know how much money I've lost trying to make this happen this year? Like, I'm doing all kinds of jinx things um, to, to try to get this team back on track. Well, anything, anything for you guys, anything for the Knowles. I want to cover a winning program again. I want to cover a top 10 program again. They're on their way, folks. They're on their way. All right, that's a wrap for us. Again, happy hour. Don't forget, Saturday, live atop the Hotel Indigo. Doors open at 9.30. Pre-game show with Jeff and Tom starts at 10 o'clock in the morning. It'll take you all the way up to kickoff with the watch-along with Dominic Robinson and myself. Second half will be Tom and Dom, and then the post-game show with Gene Williams and Tom Lang. You don't want to set up a tailgate. It's going to be cold. It's going to be early in the morning. It's Louisiana. Come to Hotel Indigo. Hang out with us. Have some Bloody, uh, Bloody Marys and mimosas, all that kind of stuff. At the buzzer, Kenneth Richards hits one from downtown. They say he's going to buy the first drink on Friday. Kenneth, no need. Just just say hi. Pound it up. Yeah, Kenneth, for real. I get my I get my drinks paid for on those Friday nights. Um, so uh, don't do that. But just come say hello. You don't need to. You don't need to buy me a drink, man. I really do appreciate the sentiment and I appreciate the uh, tip. But come on, man. You don't have to do that. I, I they quarter pocket takes care of us. Uh, buy, buy Aslan something though. Aslan, they don't. They, Quarter Pocket does not take care of Aslan because he's not doing the happy hour live show. They they take care of me. So Aslan, buy Aslan something. High noon, get him a high noon like the uh, the other night for the watch along. We love high noons. Come out to the happy hour. Corey will answer that to you live in person. There, Jason Brown. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Thanks to our guy, Josiah, in the back, uh, making this thing work for all of us. Again, thanks to Vishal, Jagnol, Ed, Dust Tales, Tom, Jeff, and Kenneth in the last minute. Uh, Say connect to Warchant.com. All the stuff you need to know about the game over at Warchant.com. Uh, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Oh, look at Zeke. We're not done, he says. <laughs> I mean, Z-Chan. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Flipping Michael Snare. But the absolute buzzer beater. Straight up like walking off the set. Yeah, just walk into the locker room after that one. Anybody else? Last call. I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> yeah, right. Thanks, Z-Chan. Ultimate Semmel Sports Source. Check it all out. War Chan Report. Matchup analysis. It's all there. Corey, uh, throw up some deuces. Thank you again, everybody. We love doing these. And we love you.